0: Everybody and welcome to another episode of Traumatized. Okay, I've been talking about basically healing and what it takes and, you know, making all this effort to get better at this or that. Well, over the past week and a bit, I have had some personal experiences of my own that I feel I definitely need to talk about on this podcast for you the audience. there are times in everybody's life when they're dealing with trauma and they're trying to process and you know figure out stuff so that down the road they can live a, a happy successful life and not have their trauma and the past from their abuse affect them day to day and we all have setbacks and we all just have moments where no matter what you try or what you do to avoid getting triggered or just having things go downhill and come crashing down on you it's gonna happen and This past week was mine. I think, and I'm not 100% sure, I could have a lot to say, or I may not. I guess it just depends on what my mind is willing to let out to the public and what it wants to keep to itself. So last week I was looking online at a a dating site. And I remember feeling before that really good. I had this, I was feeling like, finally, like I was moving closer and closer to being, you know, completely moved on from my past, uh, from my ex, the abuse that I received. When I got online to the site, And I noticed that, once again, she had looked at my profile. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are thinking to yourself, well, so what, right? Like, she looked at your profile. But the thing is, is what some of you may not understand, or maybe maybe you do, is the fact that, okay, one, she ended the relationship. It was her choice. She made the decision to cut all ties and, you know, start fresh for herself. And I, of course, had no say, obviously. Like, that's just the way it is. But it was irritating to me because I have no idea why she needs to look at my profile when she's the one that is no longer you know doesn't doesn't care about me ha- didn't want to carry on didn't want to make any effort in the relationship to try and make things work because because she's the type that was the one putting on the putting the abuse on to me and so it just kind of just went downhill from that moment on and The thing is, is literally hours before that, I was, I remember I wrote a letter to her. It was explaining, it it was kind of like a self-confession letter to finally have some closure on this whole thing. And the letter basically was telling her that, yes, okay, I did make mistakes. I had a lot of things that I did not do that I should have done, like being capable of knowing when things are just too far gone in a conversation or if I'm triggered and I need to step away. I did not do a good job of recognizing my current situation and doing what was right to avoid further further escalation. And I was too scared and I let fear get in the way of me making any kind of attempt to try and fix or resolve the like what was going on, you know, to have a frank and difficult sit-down discussion with her to see what we can do. Maybe there was nothing we could do, but maybe there was, right? But I never really made an effort. It was, It wasn't because I didn't care. It's just because I was way too scared in, with myself to try because I was afraid of the negative outcome that could come from it, right? So I found that it was easier and, and more safe to, to not do anything about it rather than you know let things die off and calm down and then go and have a conversation with her. That was, I, I could not do it. And so it was It was something that I was looking forward to doing because I finally felt that I was more like capable of it more than any other point since the end of the relationship. I was no longer scared of her and I wasn't going to allow fear to take over and stop me from making good positive choices in my life, or so I thought. So yeah, I get home, I'm on my computer and I'm looking at the dating site, and again, she's looking at my profile. And I almost lost it, but I was just angry because I'm going, what the fuck? Why are you looking at my profile, right? So I got angry, but it wasn't like I blew up and threw things and yelled and everything. It was a slow boil. And what it did was over the week, it made me just obsess about why, right? Like all kinds of whys, why questions to me. I was asking myself and I'm trying to figure out and try to understand, and I'm talking to friends, you know, looking for to someone to bounce off, bounce my thoughts and feelings off and get their get their opinion and it's like it just it just kept rising and i was i remember all these different things were just going nowhere i my doctor was was not helping me when it came to what i wanted to get done i had a friend who i've known for 16 years i was it, it started off from saying you know congrats on your on your anniversary on your wedding to where I'm telling her that I'm just all over the place. And in the moment when she was talking to me about what I was trying to tell her, why I have such a hard time with conflict and confrontations and why I, I'm, I allow my fear to get in, get in the way of doing things that are right and making bold choices and taking risks when it comes to anything, like women or, or making a tough choice or or having a conflict. And it, it, it to me it felt like she was not understanding and not really making an effort to try and understand from my point of view. And so I kept getting more and more irate in my mind and I just felt like oh my god like what am I going to do? Why why is this why am I having such a hard time with this? Why is this so crazy? And so I sat down, and I just tried to, I tried my best to not think about it, to get it out of my head, but it was nothing but a big failure. I couldn't do it. And so the other day, I had a conversation with a really, really good friend of mine. She's one of my best friends. And she's a very intelligent, wise, very caring woman who just happens to be a fully trained, active psychologist when it comes to CPTSD and trauma and EMDR therapy. And we had a good talk. And I remember just at first I was just angry with that friend, but then we we were just chatting and she told me that like i, I remember we were talking about it. i said why are you why are you like you're allowing all this to happen right and and i'm telling her that my i am i have this fear my fear is getting in the way it is controlling me and it is not allowing me to take control of my life it's not allowing me to make choices whether they're easy or difficult, and especially when it comes to relationships, I get, it's a, it's preventing me from speaking out if there's a problem. It prevented me from doing so many proper things in my past relationship with my ex-girlfriend that it was likely a lot, had a lot to do with eventual, you know, destruction of it and the ending because sure, she had no right and she it was not appropriate by any means for her to be abusive verbally and you know emotionally manipulating me and even that the physical abuse that occurred a few times but i played a role i played a big role in this relationship degrading to the point where it was no longer workable and it had to end and and i had to get i didn't know of course the time but it had to end in order for me to get somewhere and my fear was really getting in the way I was not I and it's such a wide spectrum too it's not like it's just oh my fear is preventing me from asking out a girl that's not it right and it definitely is not that simple when I think about what that my fear that that emotion and then that that feeling inside which is so overwhelming and so strong it is preventing a large range of of problems or uh, creating a large range of problems excuse me and so for example like my it's it's stopping me from being capable of one Taking that risk of, of of you know somebody out there who's who's really nice who looks nice and and could be compatible and maybe is the right one for me, it's stopping me from making that choice. Like taking that risk of going up and and introducing myself and saying. Hi, how are you doing? My name is Russ. I'm, you know, I, I help couldn't help but notice you over here, and and I wanted to come and say hi because I, I think you're you're really interesting, you know. But I, I I'm too scared to do that because I have this really strong fear inside of one being rejected. That's the big one, and I know a lot of people have that fear of rejection. It's rejection sensitive dysphoria, but I really you know I, I have a big fear of, of negative influence negative you know situ you know situations coming out of out of whatever i might do and it's mostly to to do with relationships and women and it affects me in other areas in conflict in general but it's really strong when it comes to you know attempting to to meet someone that has potential so yeah i i have this fear of rejection but I also have that I am afraid that if I get into, let's say I'm I meet somebody, okay and it starts to work and it and it's looking promising. So I decide and the 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 two of us decide to start a relationship. My fear here is that if I have found someone who, you know, just happens to be just like my ex-girlfriend and another ex that I have in the past who both were abusive and manipulative and controlling that I am not going to have the ability because I'm going to be too scared. I won't have the ability to say this does not work and we need to end this relationship because I will not take your abuse I don't have like if I I were to meet someone who was amazing I would be really hesitant to try because I'd be too afraid that it's gonna that she's gonna turn out just to be like her and then I'm not gonna be capable of enforcing my boundaries on you know saying look this is not appropriate you got to respect my boundaries and also to advocate for my needs like I explained in a couple episodes earlier i have such a hard time believing in myself to do that that it's really stopping me from trying so it's 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 getting in the way of so many things and the fear like it's it is very strong like you're not going to physically see this response, like this fear response, for me, I'm not going to be showing it. Like I'm not going to run around or, or or be sweating bullets or or panicking and and having an anxiety attack. That's not how I show my fear. My fear is is more mental, and it's it could be like you're in your car and you're driving around, and you know you you get to a light and you're you're afraid to hit the gas and you see something in front of you like you, you, there's a, there's a very tough road with a really big bend and it's really it's really narrow and you look at it and it scares you and it scares you so much that you are you just kind of freeze up because you don't want to drive because you 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 feel like you're safer if you just stay there you know, the problem is is that you're now you're blocking traffic and people in, behind you are going, Hey, what the hell are you doing, dumbass move? Right? Like they're honking their horn at you and such. So it's it's a lot like that. So it, it makes me freeze up. <coughs> it doesn't allow me to do the right thing. Because if I if I don't then it's, yeah, sure, it's safer for me to, like, to stop and to just avoid any possible interaction, whether it could be positive or negative, but that's, it would rather be that than, than being overwhelmed with fear. And nobody wants that. Who who really wants to feel so scared, right, that they're just, they're overwhelmed and they're panicking and they're having anxiety attacks, and they are acting completely antisocial, or they walk away, or, they, or they're scared so they leave where they are, and, and, and it, it's, it gives them that sense of relief where they start to feel better. That's what most people will tend to do if the fear and that, you know, it's so strong that it prevents, it stops them from, from taking any risks and unfortunately that is the thing is that i'm not taking i'm not really taking risks i'm i'm avoiding any sort of possible interaction like it, you know the it's a good chance that the person is would be great right even if it's a friend possibly like, even if it didn't work out it would be they could be a great friend or they could be that person that you're meant to be with but because it's there's there's such a strong sense of fear and anxiety that's building up with inside, that it's better for myself to stop and not go through with it, even though it's, uh, there's so much potential. It is easier for me to say no and to walk away than it is to go and try. Because if she says no, or she laughs in my face, or something ridiculous happens, and I get embarrassed. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, gee, there we go again. See, I got rejected once more time. 1,002 now in my life that I've been rejected. And you just start to say to yourself, well, what's the point? Why do I even bother? Uh, the next person's just going to reject me back as well. It's never going to change. So it's all grown from years and years of just abuse, from. My teenage years in school, into my relationships, where I've just, it's like I've programmed myself to just say, I, what's the point? I'm not even going to bother. This is, this is, I know the outcome. It's going to be bad. I'm going to get laughed at. I'm going to get rejected. I can't handle that. It's not comfortable and it's triggering. And that's the thing is that it is, I, I have, I learned. This week that I really need to work on finding a way to overcome this fear. And unlike a lot of people out there who say you just gotta jump in, you gotta, you just gotta force yourself to do it. I don't agree with that. And I know a lot of you out there would not agree with that as well. You if you've got such strong trauma and triggers because of your past, like whether it's an abusive relationship or you've just been rejected so many times, you know, that you just don't want to feel that anymore. Having someone tell you just, you just got to force yourself or just jump in and deal with the pain, or, you know, if you get rejected, that's just the way it is, right? It's, it's so, to me, that is so ridiculous to say to someone who's dealing with trauma and CPTSD from an abusive relationship that that's just very insensitive and it's just the wrong thing to say. Think about it. If you're you're someone who hasn't had it, like let's say you're not dealing with trauma and you're not suffering from CPTSD and, and you've been in past abusive relationships, imagine someone telling that to you and how would you feel if that person has no idea what is going on like they they can't understand it because they have not experienced it themselves so how would they possibly know what you're going through and how intense the feeling is right so you can't if you can't tell someone to just go and do it you know put up with it just Deal with, with that fear and go in and get get it done, right? Like it's, it's just not right. So the only way I'm going to be able to really overcome this is I'm going to have to go through processing. I'm going to have to really dig deep and work hard at this. And the only way I'm going to be able to is I'm... Unfortunately, I have to start fresh. I'm going to have to find a new therapist who... Well, their specialty is going to have to be CPTSD and EMDR or CBT um, because my current, the therapist that I have been seeing, and I've been seeing him since like July of 2019. So it's been shit four years. Yeah. (laughs) And there's, I'm not really getting very far. Plus he's not what you would call an expert when it comes to uh, ADHD because I have, and I am an inattentive ADHD diagnosis and it does affect my ability to work with my brain when it comes to things like processing and thinking and focusing. So I have found someone. Now I'm just waiting on them to get back to me so that I can you know, get an appointment and, and start with her. But I need, yeah, I basically need to have a fresh start with a new therapist and I'm going to have to really dig deep and get into what I'm, what is required. And it's going to therapy and discussing my past, really going into it, trying to understand, like I... I learned I have learned so much in the last 4 years through my current therapist uh even with my ex-girlfriend even though she is a you know she's not exactly the best one to handle someone else's trauma and overwhelming fear but she did teach me a lot and I've and I've learned a lot on my own um a lot of my understanding of CPTSD is through self-education, but I need an expert who knows exactly what to do person by person. And that's something I can't do. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do that. I don't have a degree. I don't have a, you know, I'm not a psychologist, especially when it comes to CPTSD. I'm just a person who's had own, his own personal experiences Discussing it with my audience. And it's it's something that I have to do in order to make progress. In order to learn to get past my fear and to to heal in that way so that I'm not afraid of conflict. I'm not afraid of talking to a nice, young, beautiful woman and taking a risk even though there is that chance there is a good op- good possibility that i am going to get rejected maybe even laughed at uh you never know right but you got to be i have to be able to handle that i i have to be able to to face the possibility of being rejected and not have it continue this triggers these triggers that i'm having and allow myself to move forward because as I'm sure you're aware, and, and it's, it's a lot of the men tend to have to deal with the, with the rejection, but there are some women out there who do have to face rejection in relationships and dating as well, because sometimes they just don't meet the right person, and maybe they're not the ones to realize it. Maybe it is the male partner who realizes it. But we all face rejection, and it is a natural part of life a lot of people are really good at handling it. They just, you know, slough it off and go, eh? well, next one, no big deal, whatever. It's her loss, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, they 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 never look at them as the cause or that it's their fault or they take it personally. And that's great. For a lot of these people out there, that is very healthy and a little misguided, but that's just how it is we all face rejection whether it's in relationships in work in you know it's multiple different ways that it that rejection occurs but when you've been through repetitive abuse whether it's from one person or multiple people and you build this strong fear of having it repeat Right, like you don't want to have this these triggers, having all that past trauma that you have experienced such in such strong amounts from past past relationships, you don't want that reoccurring. That's the last thing that anybody with CPTSD wants to have happen is to feel that trauma again. So they. They find ways to make excuses to avoid it. They find ways to not have to deal with it. They leave before it occurs. They just avoid it altogether and stay home because it makes them feel safe rather than going out and putting themselves in danger or make or taking a risk. That's where we're now in an unhealthy situation. It's not healthy for someone to be so afraid and such have such a high fear of rejection and and repeating their trauma, that it prevents them from having a life, like any kind of a life, right? Because it, if obviously, it's going to affect your your ability to to start and you know grow a relationship, whether it's with a, a a nice guy or a woman or making new friends. It really affects your ability to do that, especially. If you've never, if you've hardly ever do it, because you don't have a lot of experience, so that also builds up, and you're you just have such a strong, overwhelming sense of fear that it just stops you right in your tracks. It also, of course, affects you in work. Trying to get a job, you're always afraid that you're just gonna get told no, you're not right, or you're gonna get fired right away. So there's all these little things that play in that keep you from doing anything. But we with people who are dealing with complex trauma and have had many abusive relationships or were have been in an abusive past they it's so hard it's so much more of a struggle for people because they don't want to feel those triggers they don't want to feel traumatized again being told no or being said you're not good enough or I don't like you I think this is never going to work is humiliating it's 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 like worse than just being rejected it's it's like someone kicking you in the in the shins throwing dirt in your face spitting at you and everybody laughing at you going you're the worst human being in the world who would ever want to date you you're such a joke etc cetera, etc cetera. That's the thing they don't want to repeat ever. And that's what keeps them from doing any sort of risk-taking when it comes to a relationship or other aspects of life. Finding the right therapist to help you get past that is key. And I am working towards that. But I have, like I said, I have come to understand that my Fear inside is so strong and so intense that it is keeping me back from really making any possible connections with anyone. Never mind relationships, but that's where I'm where, that's what I want. I want to be in a relationship. I'm just afraid of the rejection. I'm afraid of finding another ex-girlfriend who is abusive. It's what I do not want. And it keeps me from trying. And I'm, but I, at least I do know that I'm what I need to do. And I am reaching out and making that effort to get there. All right, everyone. That's the end of another episode. I hope you got something useful from what I've been saying. If you are someone who's also dealing with An overwhelming sensation of fear and it's keeping you back from any kind of thing relationships work friendship maybe interacting with family members or strangers the best thing you can do is find a therapist who knows how to handle this and knows the steps that they that you need to take in order to make this better if you want to talk to me you want to reach out You've got comments, maybe questions or suggestions or anything. There are a number of ways you can get a hold of me. I'm on Twitter, of course, uh, at traumatized PC. I'm on Mastodon. Uh, I'm on Threads. You can email me. The address is TraumatizedPodcast2023 at gmail.com. This episode, along with many other episodes, are also going to be now on YouTube, So if you prefer to be on YouTube and that's the way you like to listen to your podcasts, then you can find me on there. I would love to talk to anyone who's dealing with this. Maybe there's something that they want to get off their chest or maybe talking on a podcast and helping out others who are having problems would be something that you would like to do. Just reach out. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Bye, everyone.